Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast. I am Orion. No, you're not. Oh, okay. Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast. I'm Orion. Yes, you are. This is the More Than Hearers podcast. Episode, that. yeah, I will. <laughs> it's okay, though. <laughs> Edit it out. Oh, wait, I'm the editor. Oh. Uh, hold rank. Uh, episode 40, oh, 49. I think I, I would have said 48. I might have already said it. It's 49. It doesn't matter. I can say any number there. You're already listening. Welcome to the More Than Heroes podcast. And you've never heard this intro before. <laughs> so what we're about is talking Bible. We want to we bring things to you, like sort of open up the Bible in a way that you've never uh, seen before. Like... Oh, I read that, but I didn't get that from it. But maybe you're right. Ideally, that would be the response, right? It could be, no, you guys are absolutely incorrect. In which case, we invite you to email us at podcast at morethanhearers.com. Or hit us up on the Facebook. I understand Facebook's a very good, popular thing to boycott right now. So What? Uh, what? Oh, yeah, it's like, like people pulling advertising from Facebook. Oh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know. Oh. I don't click into the headline articles that much. Um, but we're facebook.com slash more than hearers. We're on Instagram at more than hearers. Peter, who you've heard inject a little bit of flavor this episode, is available. Uh, Twitter at MTH underscore Peter. I'm at Orion Plays Music on uh, at least two services. And. If you haven't already and you're you're a fan of the show or whatever that means, you can review uh, on whatever the platform you're listening to. And we also take donations at, I forget what, it's PayPal. Uh, it's at PayPal. So you go to PayPal and then we're, PayPal. it's some I, more than, is it pay, podcast? Uh, podcast at morethanhearers.com. Okay, that's what I, I thought it might yep. have been then. So that's, Whew. and... Uh, and we're back. Woo! So because of the way we put up the podcast episodes, I usually sit on one before publishing just for some stupid reason. It's been smart in the past, but this time it was like, oh, I forgot it. I forgot we had one. So if you got the last episode and it was like four months after, six, I don't know, five months, what was it? So we published one in February of 2020. <clears throat> And then we published the next one the last week of June. Okay, so that's a spread. Yeah. But, uh, but and there was a lot of stuff that, that's gone down, but um, I feel at least uh, allowed to share some of what's been going on with me. Please. Uh, I, when I was 27 years old or so, I had these things kind of like panic attacks, uh, but I didn't, but I was not a anxious person and I didn't know what a panic attack felt like at the time but I ended up uh, going to the doctor they said okay maybe you have this thing we got to do a test they put it I think it's called a Holter monitor on me I wore this thing and then uh, they got the reading and they're like yeah it turns out you have atrial fibrillation so atrial fibrillation is where the top part of the heart sends pulses kind of faster than the bottom like more irregular so you have an irregular heartbeat is kind of what atrial fibrillation means. It's a form of uh, arrhythmia, irregular heartbeat. And 
they're like, we usually don't see it in people as young as you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Bonus points. So Great. I'm a medical anomaly. Yes. Excellent. I just, always what I wanted to be. <laughs> uh, they didn't put my name in a book or anything. They just said, you have AFib, and I went on my way. And it ended up being that the symptoms went away for 10 years or so. And I attributed completely the whole existence, the finding of it, and the 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 dissolving disappearance the disappearance of the symptoms I, I attributed completely to god i told i told strangers i told a doctor they're like i see you have afib i said not anymore and i was wrong um but <laughs> god healed me this sounds kind of bad to share a false healing testimony on a bible podcast but it's honest and i, I just want to i want you to know where i'm coming from and all this but so i had the afib and i had the symptoms and then the symptoms went away for 10 years or so, and then they came back like to make up for lost time. And what that meant for me is it felt like I had either A, a stroke, or B, a heart attack, either of which I'm not sure if I've ever had, but pick one. That's what it felt like. And I, I was in the middle of playing a show uh, in my band, and I, my arm hurt so much, my strumming arm hurt so much on the guitar, I couldn't even play. And it was just nuts. And I said, I guess at this point, I probably should get it looked into. And pursued a little bit of uh, medical counsel, and turned out uh, they had a surgery for me called an ablation, where they go in through the femoral artery in your leg up to the heart, and they freeze, kind of freeze damage the uh, like freezer burn, I guess, the atrial, the atrium or whatever part of the heart, the top parts that's acting stupid, and they kind of burn it with cold. So where it doesn't want to be so active. And I had AFib, in and out of AFib for the first couple of weeks. And then uh, it kind of started to stabilize. And I've now been over two weeks with no AFib. Uh, I'm still on medication for it. But uh, anyway, you don't need all the details. But that that's a big part of why... We disappeared just because I had all this medical stuff going on. and Did it have uh, anything to do with the fact that the world fell apart? Uh, you know what? We, we, brought, we had a second, like a spinoff episode of that uh, of, well, from the show. We had like a second podcast that you can, if you, if you're, if you want to, you can find it. Tell them there. how to find it. Well, it's at uh, Cracked Worldview. Dot, episode one of I one. Know. I don't know. It's, yeah, you, if one. you search most. It's on the More Than Here's dot com website is it really there's a link to it yeah it's oh, okay the, cool on the, on the homepage you have to go to the website though yeah so yeah and then the the coronavirus and all that so it, things did sort of freak out they spun out in like w- a bunch of ways and that's i think we're caught up um we're well no i mean if you have anything you want to share i i i got stuff going on but it's it's maybe not necessarily for national audience uh so yeah just know that um it's been chaos, man. It's been... Um, Keep us in your prayers. Yeah. That's that's fair to say. And you know what? Um, I would even go so far as to say, if you're like, man, I, that resonates with me, Peter and Orion, I got chaos, email us, podcast at morethanhears.com. Let us pray for you, too. I'd like to hear your chaos. I shared a story um, at a meeting Orion and I were at. Um, we're both in leadership at a local church. We had a leadership meeting last night. And I shared a story about a friend years ago who I found out was going through... Uh, a rough patch in his marriage. And when I say a rough patch in his marriage, 
uh, it was unlike anything I could imagine going through. And I reached out to him. He was in another country at the time, so I shot a message via Facebook, and I was like, hey, man, uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you. If there's anything I can do, I realize I'm kind of far. Like, we say that thing, right? If there's anything I can do. Like, I don't know what I can do, but if there's something I can do, I'll do my best to do it. And he said, hey, I really appreciate it. You know, God's really coming through, yada, yada, yada. He goes, how can I pray for you? And I was floored because that hadn't occurred to me. Uh, someone who's really struggling, really going through it, you, as church people, we're supposed to go, oh, I'm praying for you. And I never expect someone to come back with, thank you, how can I pray for you as well? Like, no, no, you have enough on your plate. Thank you. But seriously, guys, um, if you're listening and you're like, man, you guys are talking about going through it and I've been going through it, I'd love to hear how. We'll put it out on the podcast. No, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> It's not about gossip. It's let's lift each other up. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but like when I'm going through it, being able to, I don't want to say distract myself because that sounds hollow, um, but but look at what other people might be facing and lift them up kind of goes, okay, I can I can do this. Yeah, it's a, empathizing. It's a relation. It's a, it's a form of relating. Yeah. I mean, just to know that somebody else is going through something. I don't know. To hear people share their heart is like an interesting sort of phenomenon. This weird, weird stuff happens. Something, there. something, bear one another's burdens. Oh, that's in there, huh? Yeah, it's in the book All somewhere. Right. Speaking of the book, Ha-ha. we're in Acts 1. Yeah. We completed Luke. Yeah, so we're in we second Luke. beat the game. Uh, yeah, we're on to Acts. And I'm assuming Peter chose Acts because it sort of picks up from like the end of... Luke. So most Bible uh, scholars, isn't the word I want to use, but it's the word we use, um, refer to Luke and Acts as the two parts of a greater work called Luke-Acts. We have like uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. We have 1st and 2nd Peter. We have 1st and 2nd Timothy. 1st and 2nd Samuel. So these sort of things. Really, it should be 1st and 2nd Luke in a lot of ways, except that Luke, the book of Luke, which we just finished with episode 48, is one of the four Gospels, or the story of the life of the man, Jesus Christ, in the time he was here on earth. Acts is very shortened uh, version of the Acts or the actions of the Apostles. It's a uh, book of history. Some people say it's the only New Testament book of history. You could look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as also books of history, but because those talk about the incarnate deity in Christ, they are treated separately than Acts. And so Acts basically covers, Acts chapter 1 covers the ascension to the the known world spread of the gospel at the time, uh, mostly basically the spread of the gospel through the Roman world. We're going to see... Um, the 11, uh, Judas is no longer with us. Um, we're going to see what the 11 do through the first several chapters. And then it's going to shift and pick up the character of this guy, character. He's a real dude. I hate calling him characters. Why? I don't know because it sounds like they're made up. Uh, no one wants dude. to listen to this podcast to hear about made up people. So we're talking about real people. Yeah, but he's it's a, a character. Okay, fine. Uh, In this, this guy, story. This guy, Saul, who is like super villain of the early church and then all of a sudden like super apostle of the early church and kind of covers his missionary journeys to his arrest and imprisonment in Rome. Uh, that's sort of an outline or overview of the book 
of Luke. When we did Luke chapter 1, which I don't even know what episode that was anymore, but it was a while ago, we talked a little bit about who Luke was. Luke was considered to be, history records him as being a doctor, a really educated guy. He was not one of the original 11. He did travel, and you'll see this, and I'll point it out when we get there in the book. There'll be times where Luke's talking about one of Paul's journeys, and he's like, they went here, and they stayed there, and they did this. And then other times he will say, we went here, we stayed here, we did this. Because he traveled with Paul a few times. He was known among the apostles. Um, A lot of what he wrote in the Gospel of Luke, and even wrote now, he learned from sitting down with Peter and with James and with John and those guys and going, hey, what happened at this time? Like, I want to get this stuff down. That's kind of his thing. Luke, in the, in the beginning of the book of Luke, uh, Luke addresses it to this guy, Theophilus. Who was he? I don't know, a guy that Luke wrote this to. You're going to see in Acts 1 as we kick off, this is also written to Theophilus. Um, it was originally written to one guy to kind of give him the story in the background. Theophilus is very much a Greek or a Roman name. He was probably a Gentile, Gentile believer, who Luke was like, I'm going to tell you everything I know about this Jesus guy and what happened because of him. couple of notes, and I don't have the specific numbers. They're interesting, but they're not vital. Um, one of the things that Luke does that separates his gospel and the book of Acts from other similar works is he uses a ton of specific place and person names. Um, more than the other three gospel writers combined, actually. Uh, He'll talk about, you know, when he writes about the birth of Jesus, he's like, you know, Caesar uh, declared that a census be taken to the entire Roman world. This is when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Like, he gives specific details because the audience, Theophilus in this case, at the time would have understood these names and places and people, and it gave authenticity to what he was writing. When Luke said, we went to this town, who, which in that place was this person who did these things, the person who read Luke's work in the time could go to that town and verify that that person, place, or thing existed. And so that's one of the other reasons for using his work as well, plus continuity, Luke through Acts. I have found in my own study and in my teaching that when you start to look at the other epistles, and I know we did Romans, it was the first book we ever did in this podcast and so it's a little out of order but romans is it's it's its own thing go back and listen to them episodes 1 through 15 if you haven't uh it was some of the richest learning i did in preparing to teach that but um i have found that the other epistles of paul and even of peter and john um gained so much more depth and relevance when you've studied acts first. I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15 episodes from now, we're going to talk about Paul in Thessalonica. And when you understand what happened with Paul in Thessalonica, and then you go read 1 Thessalonians, for me, it's like, oh, it makes so much sense. So I'm getting many episodes ahead. Acts chapter one. I talked too much about that, Orion. Are we good? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh, man, that hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. It didn't. Sorry, my brother. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 1. I'm still using the NIV, I will confess. 
There's this little thing tugging at the back of me in the ESV. I love it. I'm I'm really starting to dig it, but I'm not ready. When will you be ready? I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I'm not ready. Um, yeah, you have some allegiance to the NIV or no. sentimentality? Familiarity. Okay. There's that. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. words there. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I preached on this passage, oh, I don't know, four, five, six months ago. And I stole this from somebody else. Um, and it so grabbed me that I continue to want to share it with people. There's a, there's a thing, there's an undercurrent in what Jesus just said in two short verses that I think is important for us to understand. The 11, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Bartholomew, the other Judas, I can't remember the other guy's names off the top of my head, but the 11 have just spent three and a half years with Jesus, seeing him raise a dead girl, put a guy's ear back on, uh, make dumb people speak, blind people see, deaf people hear, lame people walk, lepers clean. Just They've seen all manner of... You know, Peter, James, and John saw Moses and Elijah. They saw Jesus transfigured. Like these guys have like punched the seminary, like gotta learn these things before you can be in ministry scorecard. Like they've gotten all of their tickets punched. If anybody has been better academically and practically taught how to do ministry, it's these eleven guys, and Jesus goes, Now nah, you're not ready. Don't leave Jerusalem until you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And it's just this reminder for me and hopefully for you too, uh, listener, it doesn't matter how much we know. We can dig into scripture, which I love doing. And I, Paul says in, you know, in Timothy, all scripture is God breathed. It's directly from the mouth of God. It's useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness so that the man or even woman of God would be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scripture is valuable to this. But without the Holy Spirit, it's just knowledge. The Holy Spirit is what gives it power. Jesus goes, you know what ministry looks like, but you're not equipped. You're not ready. And so stay here until the Holy Spirit comes. John baptized with water. That was for repentance. But in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And somehow they don't ask, what does that look like? No. I think... um, We've talked about it quite a bit in Luke. There's a lot of times where Jesus says something and they're like, no idea what you're talking about. Right. It's like they don't fully hear it. Except that they don't leave Jerusalem. They don't fully hear it. Uh, sure. <laughs> they, heard, they heard that part. They understood those words. And we're going to see that in Acts 2. Like, don't miss the next episode. There's some real stuff to talk about in Acts 2 on many levels. That... That's going to be a fun episode. and Coming for, in five months. <laughs> Coming in time for Christmas. Uh, no, 
I will say this. For those of you who are listeners who don't know Orion and I personally, we've never met. You don't attend church with us. You probably don't know where, uh, depending on how churched you are, it may not matter to you, where on the uh, charismatic versus conservative, and I don't even want to say versus, uh, where on the charismatic or conservative end of range we sit. And I'm not going to tell you, you're going to have to tune in next week for Acts chapter 2. And we'll talk a little bit about what does the Bible say? Because it doesn't matter where I sit. It doesn't matter where you sit. It doesn't matter what my theology is or Orion's theology or you listener, what your theology is on tongues and gifts of the Spirit and all these other things. It matters what Scripture says. Bold words, Peter. All right, let's move on. Keep going? Yes, please. All right. They gather around in verse 6. And they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? I See, think that's you're right what was right. on their mind. They have no idea what yeah. he's talking about. At this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? If you go back to Luke, if you look at Matthew, you look at Mark, you look at John, Jesus has been talking about kingdom stuff. The kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of God is like, kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. And all they can hear is, we're going to have a king of Israel again, and Rome's going to be out of here. And they're like, now? Like they killed Junior Rose again. Like if there's ever a time to be king, like this is a pretty good time. And he goes, it's not for you to know the times or dates the father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I've been learning this thing recently as I study scripture. I just ran into this in a, a message I gave on John chapter 3, there are times where Jesus gives is asked a question. And he answers, and his answer has nothing to do with the question. They go, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he goes, "Don't. it's not for you to know the times that God's planned for anything. He doesn't say for the kingdom. He just says, "Doesn't? it's not up to you to worry about it. It's not for you to know. Yeah, he, he doesn't goes, say yes or no. Right. But then he shifts and he goes, here's what you should be worried about. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And I've heard this said before, if you had a map of the, the world at the time, and from where Jesus is talking, because he's talking from Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the point, Judea is the local region, Samaria is the immediate outside vicinity, and then the ends of the earth. Jesus goes, you're going to start here, and it's going everywhere. He goes, this is what you should be concerned with. It is not your concern. It's not for you to know the times and the dates the Father set by his authority. I'm not going to answer that question because you are going to receive power by the Holy Spirit, and your job is to be my witnesses here and there and everywhere. End of discussion. We're not going to talk about kingdom establishment because this is your job now. Be my witnesses. So... I love how he avoids the question, but at the same time goes, this is, this is what you should be concerned with. This is the question you should be asking. The question should be, what does it mean the Holy Spirit's coming, and what do we do next? Because that's what he answers, right? Yeah. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They, like we would, were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. It would have been nice for them to write down how that happened so we knew what to look for, but they didn't. 
Then, from there, one of the weirdest things in Scripture, and I honestly, Orion and I have never discoursed on this, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, the Sabbath day's walk, which is far less than a mile, about five-eighths of a mile, my footnote says, or one kilometer from the city. One kilometer, 0.62 miles, by the way. I guess that's five-eighths. Uh, yeah. It's okay. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were, oh, here they are, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Not bad Judas, but good Judas. Like, why were there two? And two James. Um, well, there's two Judases because one had to redeem the name. <laughs> Ooh. Probably. I don't know. I like that. I don't know why there's two James. That's redundant. We don't have time to talk about Simon the Zealot. <laughs> Imagine being told you're redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're, James, whichever one of you. You're, you're uh, backup James, in case we lose one. He's important, and so... Uh, actually, the one James is the first martyr. Not the first martyr, the first of the 11 to die. That, okay. Yeah. Um, Simon the Zealot. This is a total rabbit trail, but because his name's here, I want to talk about this really quick. When we talk about first century Israel, we, a lot of, about Jews in first century Israel, we talk all the time about Pharisees, like uber-religious dudes, and Sadducees, like super uber-religious dudes. One believes in resurrection, one doesn't believe in the resurrection. Most Sadducees were uh, kind of richish dudes. But there were a couple of other groups at the time as well, and one of them was the Zealots. The Zealots were also hyper-religious, but um, violent. They sought to overthrow Rome through force. That was the faction of the Zealots. They were behind a lot of the rebellion that led to the destruction of Jerusalem in, in 1970. I was going to say 1970. The destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Interesting that this Simon, though, wasn't the one that went ear hunting. No, no. <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of an interesting story because Scripture, Luke and, and in other places, refers to him as Simon the Zealot. But yet we never hear of him. His, his tendency or his affiliation has been redeemed. But they chose to keep that description about him in there. I think, this is all conjecture on my part, to tell the early reader anybody can come to Christ, regardless of their background. Um, so there's that with the zealots. Here we go. Okay. I accidentally closed my Bible app. I got it back open again. You thought we uh, were done. No, <laughs> it was an accident. I bumped, uh, I'm using it on my phone and I bumped the screen. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and uh, with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and he said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. These next two verses are in parentheses. It's kind of a side note. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, Akeldama? 
Yeah? Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the field of blood. I'm an authority on that pronunciation. Back to Peter's conversation. He says, For, said Peter, it's written in the book of Psalms. And by the way, it's in um, Psalm 69, 25. May his place be deserted and let the, uh, may his place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in it. And then also, uh, this is Psalm 109, 8. May another take his place of leadership. So Peter quotes these two Psalms and he goes, uh, these are about Judas. When David wrote them, they were about Judas. You're going to find, as we study the New Testament, this happens often, where you're like, really? But they're the apostles, so we can't argue it. Sure. Okay, here we go. He goes, therefore, it's necessary, verse 21, to choose one of the men who has been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, J-U-S-T-U-S, and Matthias, 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 I've heard all of them. They prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you've chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots. And the lot fell to Matthias, Matthias, Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. End chapter 1 of Acts. But, at the end of the discussion. Every time I read this, I'm like, why? This is the first, like, leadership decision the apostles make on their own without Jesus. And it's the only one they make on their own without Jesus Absent the Holy Spirit. Oh, an interesting observation. And then the subsequent question, was it even necessary? Well, the Psalm whatever it was said, yes. <laughs> Come on, man. What? It did. <laughs> you say, what was was it necessary to replace yeah, him? Judas, yeah. What, did they need 12? I don't know why, but what Psalm did you say? 59? There's 69. two. They quoted 108 or oh, 1098. Yeah. And then uh Psalm 6925. So in 6925 may another take his place of leadership. I mean that's why they replaced him. Do you, do you think that's do you think they were reaching? I do. I think they were I this is all conjecture and I can tell you I've read um a bunch of, not a bunch, but enough commentaries on this trying to get to the answer of did they need to do this? And most um, people I've read say probably not. Yeah, short answer, no. There was no sin in it. Right. Um, But we do this still. Like, we get caught up in method with church, with Christianity. Like, Church service, we we sing a song, then we pray, then we do three songs. Uh, the third one usually, maybe the second one of those three, is uh, when we collect giving, offering. Your church probably calls it tithe. We can talk about that later. Um, Episode one. I think we talked about it before, didn't we? <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then a pastor comes up for like 40 minutes and talks about the Bible. Then we play some soft music. Uh, he prays, sometimes does an altar call, and we all hug and shake hands when that's legal again and we go home. Like, we have a method. We have a method of, 
if someone's sick, we lay hands on them and pray for them. If order, we have order. Order, and there's nothing wrong with order. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I also see a Jesus who healed. I can't remember the count, and I've got to learn it and memorize it and know it because I bring it up all the time. Healed like three or four different blind people in his ministry. In different no two ways, of them the same. Right. You know, but, but this um, is also a God who who created everything in seven days for some reason that amount of days six six you're right sorry he made the seven day week yeah yes, you're right he did. thank you for correcting me on that. It's okay. he made he made everything in six days rested on the seventh then later made that to be a rule where you would work six days and rest on the seventh then made every seven years to be a thing where you would till all the crop under you know and then yeah uh, let and the land slaves would go free and yeah Right? Yeah. And then they started doing math, seven times seven, and then every, every 49, oh, and then the 50, the next one, right? So you got the Jubilee and then like all that stuff. I mean, God put all this in place just because he really likes seven and, and it's multiples? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't challenge that. But so, yeah, you've got, you've got a God who does things in ways that you can never predict. I mean, we've talked about we, when, you, when you think you see God working in your life, it's you're usually wrong, like in the way that you know. Oh, I see what he's doing. He's going to do this, and then yeah. never mind. Uh, okay, but he's probably going to do that. Nope. And it's like almost by vocalizing it or thinking it, you change his method, almost right. But we got God who works in these mysterious ways, and then you've got a God who works in these completely orderly, like he almost demands the the order. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I don't know he's, he's 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 equally you know. Those are two sides of God or two attributes of God, though. And we don't, in in Bible, we don't hear from this guy ever again. His name's not ever discussed um, in Scripture beyond this. And um, token uh, disciple. Uh, token um, apostle. Kind of, yeah. And um, history records... Um, I had it and I lost it. Um, He, uh, because what's going to happen in a few chapters, I hate to give all this stuff away. Um, He, the church is going to get scattered. It's going to, everybody's, almost everybody's going to get chased out of town and they're going to end up um, in different places. He's going to end up um, uh, sort of Northern Roman Empire. Um, and uh, what would be some of the Soviet republics now, like Georgia. I, want, I was trying to explain that without so the former Soviet republics. Yeah, I have no idea. Georgia's a, too much not just geography. a state by Florida. Uh, yeah. It's also a country. That's kind of where uh, history records he ended up. Um, where he died and how he died is uh, open to a lot of interpretation. There are a few different accepted places of his death. Um, and so, you know, we don't hear a whole lot about him. It doesn't take away his, the significance of what he did and the people that he reached. What about justice? Do we hear from him again? No. Justice for justice. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. No, it's, it's kind of a, and that's why I say this account is weird to me. Um, I don't, I don't have anything against it. It's just this odd little note. It's like this anecdote of... And it is the one unique account we get between the ascension of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's 
really the only thing we see the apostles do on their own. And that's where the debate, I think, and it's more scholarly is the wrong word. Because I don't want to say that and say that if you haven't thought about it, it's, you're not a scholar. Like, it's more an interesting thing to process of. It's the only thing we see them do absent Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then the question comes in, did they even need to do it at all? And then the Bible recording nothing further on the subject makes it seem pretty insignificant. So right. maybe in that, in that way, they just goofed up by going on without the Holy Spirit. And then, and then for me, it... it and maybe for you too, it almost adds a layer of authenticity to the writing of Luke in sure. Acts, where it's like he put that in there, figuring it would be important. But these yeah. turns out not really that important. Um, I can tell you that as we get into the rest of the book of Acts, it's all important. And to say that a section of the Bible isn't that important, ee, I'm not. I've had enough close encounters with lightning. I'm not shooting for a third. Uh, especially not at Orion's house because I don't want to pay for it. But um, it, it's an interesting thing to think about. And if you have thoughts and you're like, oh, Peter and Orion, you totally missed the significance of this. Oh, man, shoot us an email. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'd love to explore it further. I've taught Acts several times and had some cool discussions on this. I'm just I don't know that we ever land on the answer.